welcome to the 7 Figure CEO Podcast, where we talk all things marketing strategies, business systems, personal development insights, and conduct interviews with successful CEOs and entrepreneurs. Learn the exact strategies on how 7 Figure CEOs market and scale their companies with your host, Chris Rodriguez. Welcome, everybody, to the Seven Figure CEO Podcast. Chris Rodriguez here with a very special guest, Josh Fry, BJJ Black Belt, fourth degree black belt in Taekwondo, black belt under the Duke Rufus Kickboxing Association, the USA director of the Krav Association, and the owner of the Grounds MMA Academy, my client, my good friend. Welcome. I'm so pumped to have you here. It's awesome to be here, Coach Chris, and uh, thanks for having me. Yes. So tell our listeners a little bit about Josh Fry, how you got into martial arts. I know you have an extensive background, and then a little bit about how the Grounds MMA Academy came about. Sounds good. Um, My mom was a single parent. Uh, I watched the Karate Kid movies uh, back in 85, and I was kicking my grandma as she was working in the mills up in Chicago, welding. And uh, I was kicking my grandma a lot. My grandma says he needs to do something. And my mom's like, well, let's get him into the after school pro. There was like an after school YMCA thing back in 1985. Um, I did Taekwondo. Um, back then, there was no kids. It wasn't like it was. Mm-hmm. It was just the start of that, that phase in the mid 80s. So I started Taekwondo. And then from there, I was a lifelong Taekwondo practitioner until the late 90s. I got into kickboxing and started falling in love with the UFC and Wanted to learn jiu-jitsu, but no one can teach me. And then from there, I, I got into some Krav Maga that kind of opened my eyes to change from the traditional martial arts. And then I fell in all things combat, uh, kickboxing, cage fighting, all that fun stuff. And then from there, um, you know, I started uh, always was teaching martial arts my entire life since I was 15. Uh, my original instructor actually got killed in a car accident and I was one of his black belts. And so he uh, had no one to run his school. So me and another guy named George Fadley up in Valparaiso, Indiana, started to um, actually teach some of his classes. And that's when I got the bug that I love teaching at 15. And then from there, you know, I became a school teacher, went to went to college, all that fun stuff, and then started a family and then always wanted to really, you know, um, open my own school. And uh, I, I was renting a room for one of my friends, uh, Taekwondo School in Naples, and I was teaching a program there. And I realized, you know what, I'm getting older. I'm in my mid 40s. At that time, I was in my you know uh, mid 30s. And I was like, I need to open up this school. So I just took all my savings from being a school teacher and uh, opened up the grounds. And here I am today. <laughs> you know, you and I uh, actually have a lot of similarities. We both started in Taekwondo. We ended up falling in love with jujitsu. We probably both got culture shock at the difference between how Taekwondo schools were ran in the 90s versus how jujitsu schools were ran. Uh, We're both teachers as well. Um, So, you know, a lot of similarities and overlap. And, you know, for me, when when I opened my jujitsu school, I, I felt like there were certain aspects of the Taekwondo school that I definitely wanted to bring over. And then there were certain aspects that I didn't, you know, talk to me a little bit about the grounds MMA Academy. What, what do you guys teach? You know, what, what markets do you serve? Uh, because you have this extensive traditional background, but you're also a BJJ black belt and also focusing on these newer, you know, like Krav Maga and kickboxing. So talk to me a little bit about the grounds and, and what you guys do there. 
So working in, in Taekwondo for years, you know, I, I wanted to do something different. I was burnt out, you know, I was in college. I, you know, I paid my bills teaching Taekwondo and helping uh, one of my uh, friends school kind of grow. And through that, I just, you know, got burnt out with the kid classes and, and, and the structure curriculum so much that when I fell in love with combat martial arts, you know, um, I wanted to do things differently. I really want to focus on adult teaching and being an expert adult teacher because, you know, I think teaching kids can be fun and easy and rewarding. But I think that, you know, be able to retain adults and get a lot of adult members is, is hard to do. And when you, when you need to do it correctly, especially combat martial arts, you know, make it appealing for most people. So in my area, there wasn't a lot of schools that, you know, were actually teaching combat martial arts to most people. It wasn't or they were not sustainable, you know. And so my goal when I opened the grounds was to be a more adult centered martial art academy. And the only reason why I started a kid program is because my own son, I just didn't want to sign him up for Taekwondo because I was teaching it already out of my garage. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, I, I started a kid program for him teaching jiu-jitsu out of the ground. So the programs that we offer at my school are Muay Thai kickboxing, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and Krav Maga. Um, those are our three center programs. And through there, we have upgrade programs that go into our mixed martial art program and uh, a fitness class that we offer as well. So we have like five major programs that we offer for kids and adults. Um, so the grounds Amazing. is more like an adult centered uh, place. Um, right now, I just got off the phone with my, um, my, my, my program director and we just hit the four, 402 actively enrolled members as of today. So Sick. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And I know you guys have been sitting at that 300 to 350 for, for you know, a good, a good period, which is a ridiculous amount of students. So congratulations yeah. on yeah. hitting that next milestone. Um, obviously the bounce back from COVID has been great, but mm -hmm. kind of talk to me a little bit about how you were affected by COVID. You know, we're in the great state of Florida, which in my opinion, we have the best <laughs> damn governor ever. But there uh, are amen. Still schools, yeah, there <laughs> yeah. are still schools all over the country that are still really feeling the effects of COVID. So talk to me about how were you affected by COVID and, you know, what was your game plan to really get through that? Um, so for COVID, you know, I think if I didn't have a mastermind group to be part of, uh, I wouldn't have survived. I would have listened to the media and my, 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 my group think would, wouldn't be appropriate. Um, your mastermind, the A team really helped me through that because we had tangible things that we could talk through and question together. And for me, that was, it, it was invaluable. Um, when COVID did happen in Florida, it was only, we we're closed for a couple of months. During those couple of months, I lost 60% of my business. And 40% still there. Yeah. And, you know, adult memberships, you know, kids will tend to stick with it, but I had mainly adults, you know, 80% of my, my, my clientele then was, were adults. And so I lost pretty much everything. Um, I did have the day job. So thank goodness for that. And from there, you know, I still have my staff. I, I put all my money that I had to keep my staff going. And we went on, we transitioned to zoom right off the bat, try to maintain what little kid program I had and adults we had. Um, and then doing just more value, doing shows, uh, trying to do, interview my coaches and trying to keep people engaged during the time we were closed. When we were allowed to open, and thank goodness it was Florida, um, we had some of the, be the best summer we ever had that, since that COVID shutdown. Uh, June and July were record numbers. And uh, be honest with you, since then, uh, every month and every year has been record for us. And now it's been two years later. And I, I, I just can't believe the things that we implemented are now um, really... Uh, a foundation for our school to just grow even further 
Because, you know, we're, we're focusing on the right things, you know, retention, we're focusing on, you know, renewals, we're focusing on, you know, a better service and value for our students. So. And, and to me, you know, one of the things, the things that I think is so amazing about you, Josh, is you have a full-time job as <laughs> a teacher and yeah. your, your school is, is completely making enough revenue to be able to support you and your family but you've invested so much time, you know, and, and especially the retirement aspect of, you know, being a, you know, being a teacher for as long as you, you have, how, how is this possible? You have a full-time job, you have 400 students. Yeah. What's the secret? Um, I think for me, um, I don't know how I do it some days. <laughs> Sometimes I got to take a deep breath, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I think, um, you know, it does get tiring. I'm getting older. I mean, this is my 22nd year teaching in Lee County schools in Fort Myers, Florida. And I, I, I love, I'm passionate about teaching. So I love that group think I love being, having a captive audience, no matter what age. Um, but the, the martial arts is my passion. It always has been. And I think what keeps me going is, you know, my staff, you know, I didn't have a team three years ago and now I want to level up for them. And I think I know my role as a CEO I need to, you know, be more of a, a leader for them and make myself and the way that I handle my time management better um, so I can address the needs that they do. And as they grow, I grow. And it just it's common sense. Like, you know, if you really care about it, you know, you, you put back into your team and your leadership team and they'll put back into the students. And it's like a beautiful, beautiful, like pyramid scheme. You know, it's like I work my butt off for them. They work the butt off for me. And then you know, our students work the butt off for us. And it's like, that's how it keeps growing. It's like, it's our team, you know, it's giving back to them. And if I didn't have my team at this point, I couldn't keep doing what I've been doing for 22 years. I've had the mark, the, the grounds has been open for over eight years now. And I don't think I could keep it up uh, with a you know full-time job and then the martial art Academy as, as well. So I think for me, the real secret is my, my team and my staff. They're, they're amazing. They push me to be a better person. So. I love it. You know, we've been working together for a few few years now, and I know one of the major <laughs> goals was to be able to have one of your guys. He was also a full time teacher to have yeah. him be able to quit for you to be able to to help, you know, uh, give him the income that he needed and the benefits. You bring him to all of the events, including the Maya Wealth event, because you want him to be able to build that nest egg. You know, mm -hmm. so it's been really awesome watching uh, you help to develop these rock star team members that are able to really take ownership in, in what they're doing. Um, so you know that I love marketing. So I got to shift gears and talk a little bit about, you know, marketing. What, what makes the grounds unique? If you had to say like, this is our unique selling position, you know, how do you position yourself in the eyes of your customers? What makes the grounds unique? All right. So our demographic, I think, you know, we are an older community in Lee County, so we really focus on, you know, the, the 25 to 45 year old uh, for our kickboxing and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And we also have a college market. But I really think it's about being known. And I think our social media um, regimen has been consistent for over five years. Um, we, we consistently put out content on our Facebook and our Instagram page um, to the point where now it's so routine that. Our, our staff understands it and that we have our own unique little shows um, like for what's up Monday, our tech Tuesday, uh, our word of the week, Wednesday, our kicking it Thursday. I know these shows that we do and not just me, cause I don't want to be just the face of the brand, my staff and my team also. And then some of our students, um, we continually put out content all the time. And because of that, 
I think we're becoming known in our area and other people outside our area start to take note of what our academy is doing. So I think really the regimen of putting up valuable content, not just memes and pictures, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Um, amazing. So, you know, I, I know the answer to this, but I, I'd love for you, right? There's many different types of marketing, right? Whether it's community marketing, partners in education, uh, you know, social media marketing, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Google ads, uh, you know, going to, uh, you know, other businesses and developing business to business relationships, being a part of the chamber of commerce, all these different things, being PE teacher for the day, right? Yeah. What marketing efforts drive the most leads for you at the grounds? I think our market, I think all of those are important. I mean, we do all of those and we have PE teacher for the day. We do, I'm part of the chamber of commerce. We just did an event about it two weeks ago where we had a booth. Um, we do all the things. I think it's a combination of all the things. I don't think there is one major thing. Um, and that's the point. You have to organize it and make a plan. Um, for me, though, I think it is our social media content on Facebook and Instagram. Um, a lot of our leads come from those viable hits on our website. So I think it's the Facebook I love it. in our Facebook content. But I, we do all the peer-to-peer stuff. I mean, everything, the booth. I mean, we just had a booth like two weeks ago. Um, you know, we be teacher for the day. My whole staff took it over. You know, we do all those things. You have to, you got to be relevant. You can't rest. You got a lot of lines out in the ocean, which is, which is awesome. You know, one of the, uh, issues that a lot of MMA schools, BJJ, Krab, kickboxing schools that have a heavy focus on adults typically struggle with is retention. Can you talk to me a little bit about what type of retention efforts you guys have put in to really help? I mean, you don't grow a, a student base of 400 plus, uh, you know, if, if you're losing half of your student base every month. So talk to me a little bit about what you guys have implemented <laughs> to really keep these adults engaged. Yeah, so I, I think that's the, the secret for all of us to, to find out. <laughs> um, and I'm on a constant journey to make sure that we understand that because a lot of people say they do, but they don't really. And I, I feel that one of our biggest things I think I can tell somebody an example would be um, our student attendance cards. I refuse to go digital. Um, I don't like the kiosk. I think it's unpersonable. I think that all my staff, when you come into my, my academy and hit the mat, we're considered our culture is the mat family. And we, we say it everywhere mm-hmm. on our social media. We have T-shirts that say it. And we always say, hey, welcome to the mat family. When they bow on our mat, no matter what program, Krav Maga, kickboxing, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, these, the, these students uh, have a card with them, just like the old school Taekwondo days from the 90s. And they have that card. And on the back of the card, we have small goals for each quarter. And so for adults, especially, we have these goals like, hey, maybe I want to lose 10 pounds. Maybe I want to do my first Jiu-Jitsu tournament. Maybe I want to do my first kickboxing smoker. And then we, we, we actually put those on there. And our, our coaches have to, every quarter, have a meeting to see where those goals are at. So not only do we have a conversation, we have it every day in their hands. And as we shake their hands and greet them to class one-on-one, they see their goals and we see their goals and we say, Hey, I haven't seen you in class lately. I'm glad you're here. Or, Hey, let's talk after class about this goal. How are we doing with that? And I think that really helps uh, with the everyday today stuff. Um, I also think doing events for adults, like, you know, picnics and stuff that doesn't cost you know, things that events like watching the UFC uh, together at a, a local uh, family restaurant, you know, or um, one of the things that I think is awesome, like tonight, after I'm done with this podcast, we're going to have a, um, a smoker kickboxing tournament in my boxing ring tonight. We have 27 wow. people, 27 people doing a point based 
kickboxing tournament. And then Saturday morning, we have an adult jujitsu tournament, in-house tournament. Um, uh, we have over a hundred people signed up for that with those two events. So I think it's about planning ahead and thinking about events that get your student base excited. And especially for adults, it's not just about kids all the time. So that is amazing. I, I think the the attendance card hack, you know me, I'm a fan of the old school <laughs> attendance cards as well. Yeah. I just think there's so many positives to it. Uh, what what a genius idea to really personalize the experience that each member is having, right? It's not just this cookie cutter. Where else are they going to get that type of detail and attention to their own goals? And then mm-hmm. setting those meetings on a quarterly basis I mean, just absolute genius idea. Um, Got to ask the the typical marketing question. This is if you go into any of the martial arts Facebook groups, you're going to see this question in there. What offer do you typically push? Right. Everybody wants to know <laughs> what's the magic offer. In my opinion, they all work. You just yes, got to figure out yes. which one works for you. So yeah. typically, what, what have you guys utilized to, to really help grow your school to 400 plus active counts? And in terms of, you know, attracting people yeah. to the academy. So for us, I, I I feel the same as you. I think the offer is irrelevant. I think the experience once we get them through our doors or we contact them on the phone is top notch. The customer journey needs mm-hmm. to be top notch, and I think that's where we excel. Uh, we're not pushy, but we're we, we definitely have our go to uh, techniques to get them in. And once they're there, you know, we're glad we have them. You know, so for us, the the adult one, I swear, I think it's broken. It's been on Facebook forever and it just works. So I haven't changed it in years. And you can look at my account because, you know, GoPro agency is my uh, ad agency. I'll throw that out there. But uh, yeah, it's uh, three classes for $29.99 and I gave them a free item. It's that I love kickboxing model, in my opinion. Uh, it's that same trial offer. Um, and sometimes we're on the phone, we give them a free class instead, but you know, whatever it is to give them the door, but our, our constant for all programs, so jitsu is a t-shirt. I don't give out free geese. Um, and it's a pair of cheap boxing gloves for a kickboxing or intro pair, uh, three classes for $29.99. And then for our kid program, which we found valuable. And I got that suggestion from you, coach Chris was, you know, the two week, um, trial offer with the kids and, uh, we give them a free, uh, century gi. Uh, to get that that ball going, so those are my two go to offers that have worked like awesomeness. Like I, I right. wish I could tell you more numbers about how we do, but uh, it's, if it ain't broke, it works. Just yeah. leave it alone, right? And we do, <laughs> we we do. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about the breakdown of your programs. You know, 400, 400 students. You know, we're teaching BJJ, we're teaching kickboxing, we're teaching Krav. We have the kids program. Mm-hmm. You know, what would you say are, is like the most popular program out of those for you? So so people that are adults, uh, they're, they're a little overwhelmed. You know, they want to do martial arts, maybe listen to Jocko podcast, you know, or they're watching, you know, listen to um, the, the mighty Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. Yeah. Yep. And so they, they, they want to do it, but they're kind of hesitant, especially the 35 and above crowd. So for us, like um, I, I would say that. I'm losing my train of thought here. Sorry. Um, <laughs> which, think, which program is is kind of the biggest out of the, the yeah. kickboxing, the Krav, the jiu-jitsu? So our biggest program is pretty much tied. Our jiu-jitsu classes on a beginner class is anywhere from 35 to 52 on average for our one-on-one class. And then our kickboxing is around 30 to 50 as well. So it fluctuates each night. So they're pack mats. Um, and 
but I, here's the thing though. It's the one that gets them in. It's not the kickboxing. It's not the jujitsu. It's actually our Krav Maga. Our Krav Maga wow. program, because they don't know what they want, but they think they can do self-defense. It's not so intense, and but they think it's awesome, and it is. But we get them in that program as our funnel. And then from there, they learn boxing, and they learn a few grappling moves, kind of a watered-down focus than you know, the, the, the hardcore focus in kickboxing and jitsu. And then we say, hey, it's time for you to upgrade if you're really into it. You want to get better striking. You want to get better grappling. You get, you get a little uh, you know, frustrated over there in the craft class. So why don't we upgrade you onto our, our, our jiu-jitsu program and we'll get you better on the ground. And then that's what happens. Nice. And then they start falling in love because now they have multiple programs. You know, it's that upgrade feature that really has made a huge difference in my, my bottom gross. So my bottom line. So I love that's, it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about the ranking system that you use? You know, obviously jujitsu, we've got, you know, white, blue, purple, brown, black, just five of them. Uh, but I believe you also use ranking systems for your, your kickboxing and crock. Can you talk a little bit about that? And, and, you know, how important is that to the success of the program? I think uh, as adults, when especially adult programs, you have to have levels of where we celebrate them as a student. And sometimes we're mm. adults. We don't get these moments of at a boy. You know, we have to pay bills. We have to take care of our significant others. We have to take care of the kids. You know, we're always busy and we never have these moments where like when we're, you know, when you're 16, you get celebrated as awesome birthday, you know, or you turn 18. Now you're a man. And that's it. We don't have these moments of rites of passage, I call them. And, you know, as adults, mm, we have to celebrate these rites of passage. And if they're a student at your school, you know, you've got to give them something to say, hey, you know, we're really proud of you. This is not easy to obtain, but you, you've obtained it. So for us in Krav Maga, we do patches on, on combat shorts, levels one through five. And then, you know, students can see it as they wear. It's, it's not, you know, huge bling like a belt or a uniform, but it, it, it works for adults. It's, 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 it's um, subdued just enough where it's like, yeah, that's my patch. I earned that. Um, and, awesome. and yeah, in our Krav Maga, that's our patches in our Muay Thai kickboxing Rufus sport, we just do certificates and we line up by rank, but there's no belts. There's no, you know, just for our organization. So, um, certificates and patches <laughs> and, you know, and, 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 a, and a really, you know, a, a speech, you know, how much we appreciate them and why they're there and show them, you know, thank you for taking the time and you know what you deserve it because you worked hard for it and we don't get those rites of passage much. And I think it's super important with adults, you know, <laughs> I love it. Can you, uh, you know, talk a little bit about what your responsibilities are as, you know, the founder? What are you doing on a weekly basis, you know, in your school? How many classes are you teaching if you're still teaching? Just kind of give the, you know, the listeners an overview of here's this guy that's got a full time teaching job <laughs> and he's got 400 students. You know, what, what role are you really playing? Um, so for me, I'm, I'm definitely trying to embrace this last two years since post-COVID, the, the CEO mentality. So my main goal on Mondays is to get my staff right. So at four o'clock, as soon as I'm done with my day job at the old uh, college high school, I run down to run home. I say hi to the fam real quick, grab my gear, and I head down to my gym. And I'm, I'm making sure that I have a really good level 10 meeting with my guys at four to five o'clock. And it really sets the precedence for the week. We look at numbers in our staff room. I got a staff room with everything on the wall and we really just hammer that out. And I think, you know, some days I don't want to do it because I'm rushing too much, but at the end of the day, that's the most important thing for my business is a, is a meeting one-on-one -on -one to start the week off right. 
from there, I then, you know, I teach uh, MMA class. They started off the curriculum. They, they, they create the entire week uh, uh, right away at six o'clock. And then I teach BJJ 101 because I still want to see the jiu-jitsu. I love Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I love teaching it. So I teach that as well on Monday nights. So I teach uh, one staff meeting and two adult classes on Monday nights. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I do uh, two. So that's four total. So I'm only doing four six classes a week in one meeting. And then I, I try to touch base with my staff members one-on-one throughout the week. And so that's and I, what I do for the gym. <laughs> and I think the most important you know, thing is that you're doing this because you want to do it. Like you have a, a plethora of people that could handle this for you. And, you know, I was uh, just on the, I was uh, just doing a podcast with Matt Arroyo as well. We were Man. talking a little bit about him beforehand <laughs> and he was talking a lot about lifestyle design and mm. how that really should be a focus. Everybody has different definitions of what success is to them. And he still teaches a handful of classes, but it's because he really wants to. And I think that you know, as the CEO, that should really be what we aim for is, hey, we're doing this in our business because we want to do it, not mm. because we have to do it. So I think it's amazing that you've I, reached that level. I also think the systems, you know, we always hear about systems, 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 like what sure. systems? And so I wanted to make sure that I had my hands on my curriculum because I'm an educator and I love designing curriculum. And so for me, I didn't want to get rid of some of those kickboxing classes and some of my crop classes I don't teach as much. First, I got to let my team, you know, do it without me. And if I'm not there, does it survive without me? And so the systems in place, the curriculum to design that is super important. So I wish I was there 10, 10 classes a week. I'm only there six to eight because I got to like, test my systems. And as a CEO, I'm experimenting right now. What works with different personalities and what doesn't work for adults? And so to me, that I find that fun right now. It's not the money. It's not the numbers even. It's my staff, their lifestyle change, jobs into careers. And then it's, it's, it's definitely like curriculum. I love teaching martial arts the most efficient and best way for adults. So, and kids too, our kid program is starting to grow. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. So let's get, let's drop a little wisdom on them. You know, if you were to start all over again, what's the one thing you would do differently? Um, hire a staff. <laughs> hire a staff. I did it by myself working full time for years. It wasn't until... Uh, right before COVID, I started developing my my staff. Um, I had only two part-time employees, um, and now they're full-time employees with benefits and all the stuff that comes, you know, they have got dental, you know, their, their insurance is better than my insurance <laughs> for the college. It's crazy. It's so crazy. I think, you know, really pay attention that you can't do it all. And if you have to do it all, then it's not going to survive. It's not truly a business. It's just a passion project. And that's Okay. But don't be, it's not gonna be sustainable. And so you need to have a staff to grow and systems to grow. So I think a staff and systems and, and also finding a really good coach that's not there to take your money, but they're there for you. And I have that. Thanks, Coach Chris. <laughs> oh, th thank you for the shout out. Josh, this has been amazing. Are there any additional nuggets of wisdom or insight that you'd like to share before we wrap up here? Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, as martial artists, we get caught into the day to day life. Just take a deep breath and look how you impact your communities. Uh, I think me, you know, I impact a lot of people every day, hundreds and for my day job and my night job. And sometimes I, I forget to sit down, take a deep breath and realize what the heck I'm living the dream. And 
it's, you know, it's not always rewarding and as, as, as entrepreneurs, we don't get that pat on the back, you know, and it's not always financial, but take a deep breath and just listen and look at the people you, you impact. And I think sometimes we forget to do that. So <laughs> I love it. Great advice, Josh. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Really appreciate you taking some time and best of luck with the tournament that you got going yeah. on tonight and tomorrow. Kickboxers. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. It was awesome. being awesome. on. <laughs> All right. Awesome.